looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! So what are we going to do with our football friends from the south of the border tonight? Are we going to send them home, what do you think, again? Or are we going to extend some Hamden hospitality tonight? They dropped points the other night, didn't they? And they maybe need a little bit of encouragement. Um, I don't think they're going to be getting it just round the corner at the National Stadium when Scotland play England tonight. Quite a tussle. It's going to be uh, Stevie Clark against Gareth Southgate and uh, Scotland couldn't be on much better form going into this one. What sort of game is it going to be? It will be a competitive friendly if you, if you can have such a thing. I think both teams will want to win. Uh, obviously the boys from both sides uh, interact with each other at different clubs. They, they come across each other all season so both sides will want the bragging rights. James McPick, are the juices flowing? Yeah, looking forward to it, Rob. Um, these games always do generate a lot of interest, certainly up here as well. Um, it is the anniversary. It's, it's a bit like any time they play, it's a big game. So looking forward to it. Andy Walker. Yeah, well, England are one of the top dogs in European football. They tend to qualify for tournaments, hardly dropping a point. We are certainly on the ascendancy. And I would love uh, if we could beat England tonight. That would really give... I think it would just give the supporters uh, more belief. I don't think the players need any more belief, but I think the supporters would really buy into this team if they could beat England tonight. I think around about 3,000 England fans is the is the official allocation. There might be more numbers than that in the city. Uh, that wouldn't be a massive surprise. Uh, but it's going to be predominantly uh, Tartan Army hoping that Scotland uh, can keep up momentum. And the team selection, James, is going to be interesting, I reckon, tonight. Is it going to be minimal changes for Scotland or is he going to feel a bit of pressure to play some of the guys on the, on the fringe of the squad who didn't get a game the other night? I'm not, I'm not quite sure if, if Steve Clark will feel pressure to play them. What, what we were speaking about earlier, there might be a couple with niggles. There might be a few that are are needing to be looked after with big games coming the weekend. But, but still, when it's Scotland v England, I don't know, does that really matter? All the players are going to want to play unless there's something, there is a problem there. And look, it's, it's the bragging rights. It's, it's everything that goes about with this game as well. So I'm hopeful hopeful for minimal changes to the team on both sides I want to see a competitive game so so hopefully both teams are as strong as they can be Yeah I'm with you um, does he start with a, a pretty strong team Andy and maybe go to the bench after an hour is that where he's going to give some of the other guys like Armstrong Christie yeah. Lewis Ferguson some I, game time Do you know I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a number of changes I think a manager always has to keep in mind the relationship that he builds up with club uh, managers this is a friendly it's a huge game for us we always want to to play England we always want to beat England but uh, Steve Clark has got us to this stage where we're getting into games now expecting to win no matter what the opposition is we've beaten Spain at home we've beaten Norway away it's England tonight I just think there'll be I don't know at least two or three changes for Scotland and possibly the same on the England side and then of course you, you'll have your um, 
your good number of changes throughout the game? Yeah, certainly Gareth Southgate. Um, we, he was on the show last night. Uh, this is from his news conference, James, saying that uh, he wasn't going to be tinkering with the team too much. I think I think the expectation is that Ramsdale will be in goals instead of Pickford, but maybe not too many changes other than that. Yeah, and the changes he's got as well that he can make there. I seen his bench the other night. He had some fantastic players on that. I also did hear that he was supporting Scotland and whatever year it was as well. So I'm not quite sure whether to believe <laughs> that he's he's not going to make changes. But I think whatever England put out for me, Ramsdale was uh, the exceptional English goalkeeper in the Premier League last season. So I don't think that certainly doesn't weaken them in my opinion. Yeah, I mean then you've got the likes of Foden who could start. And I get like Rashford could start as well. So whoever he puts out, it's going to be a, a very good side. It's a 7.45 kickoff at Hamden, Scotland against England. Rob McLean, James McPake, Andy Walker. And we've got Robert from Falkirk. Hi, Robert. Hiya. How are you? Hi, Robert. Thanks. How's it going, boys? Hi, good. What do you think tonight? Yeah, it'll be a Scotland win 2-1. That sounds all very straightforward. Actually, the... Our, our two in the studio last night, uh, Stephen McGinn and Peter Grant, they both went for 2-1 as a scoreline for Scotland there you go. as well. Robert was listening last night, obviously. Yeah. What uh, makes you think so, Robert? Well, I think they're playing well. They've had like five, game, five in a row and they're playing really well just now and they've played a confidence. I think I could even push it to 3-1, to be honest with you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, watching Scotland, watching Scotland has become quite an enjoyable pastime hasn't it after yeah. after years of of dread at time what was suffering yeah. some, watching we, we, we had some embarrassing results eh Robert we were consistently yeah. let down with, with teams when we thought we might be on the verge of eh, qualification we also went through a wee period when the suspicion was that not everyone was turning up for every game but I think now right. you've got eh, players that are desperate to play for their country we're, we're on the cusp of a uh, tremendous qualification out, out of what we thought I don't know what you thought Robert but when we were paired with uh, Spain and Norway and Spain. Georgia uh, as well as ourselves in Cyprus I thought we will will probably be competing with Norway for second place but uh, we could qualify tonight all being well yeah look what I think we'll still qualify anyway irrespective of what the score is tonight because you know yourself one point for the rest of the games isn't it I think two points, isn't it, needed from the from the last three games to well, to make ar- arithmetically sure of it. But I mean, it, it's ha- however it ha- however it happens, James. I, I think we know it's happening, don't we? Yeah, and as Andy said, it's great to be in this situation. We're we're playing England tonight. We're off the back of going to what would have possibly been a tricky venue over in Cyprus. Were previously anyway certain certain teams, and we felt that those would be the games where we would come unstuck a little bit they were 3-0 up at half time and it's exciting supporting the national team just now the fact that Robert's on and he's he's so convincingly saying that, that we're going to beat England that mm. there's just that buzz about this this group this national team Robert are you going to the game? I'm actually driving on my way to work I forgot I was working I put my beer in the fridge right, so, stuck so, all laid out and then every alarm went off and are you going to manage? Are you going to manage to find a TV tonight during your working hours? Oh, one of the boys he usually takes his um, app with him and he watches other live things on it. Right. So should be able to. I'll get make sure I'm working with him tonight. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a good teammate for you tonight. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the buzz the buzz about Scotland is incredible. I mean, this game would always be a sellout, Scotland against England tonight at Hamden. But anything with Scotland at home at the moment, James is, is selling out. It is, and I'm not quite sure regarding that. I was at one at Celtic Park a few years ago, and I might be wrong, but I'm sure it wasn't sold out. There certainly wasn't this buzz about it. No. Um, it was after Sean Maloney had scored the goal to beat Ireland on the Friday night or whatever, and it was midweek after that. So, But just the full place. Um, anytime this national team's involved, and, and that's not just England. Friday night there, you just see the buzz. Everybody's talking about the national team. It's all on on the radio stations. It's everywhere. And, and that's credit to Steve Clark and, and the group and what they've done. Because we know that if you get a good a good national team, this, the Tartan Army, they're fantastic supporters. They back back the country they back the team and, and they're just desperate for, for more success to get into yep. to major tournaments yeah exactly I mean it, Andy I was speaking to um, Ryan Christie the other day and he was remembering yeah. he made his debut in 2017 so that's only six years ago um, and he was playing in European Championship games that were struggling to get attendances of 20,000 yeah. and now you could sell out Hamden twice over yeah, and then you see who we're drawn from now. We've got players at Liverpool, used to be Arsenal, it's now Sociedad with, with Kieran Tierney. I mean, what a league that is uh, to play in. You've got Lewis Ferguson who can't get a game and he's apparently having a terrific uh, start to his career at Bologna. Um, we've got absolute quality throughout the team. We're getting a number of players now who are established internationals. They've got 30, 40, 50. In the case of Andy Robertson, he's got more than 60 caps. Mm -hmm. This is what you want. You want to build your uh, your team up to to be really experienced. Knowing that I'm I'm with you, Rob. I think it's only a matter of time before we before we qualify, and then I think once we get there, we can be very realistic and think you know we we could win a couple of games there. Who's your favourite player in the team, Robert? Uh, All right. Okay. Um, and I mean, you know, he's one of many Premier League players. When you, when you, I mean, he's not even in the starting lineup at the moment as things stand. Stuart Armstrong obviously relegated with Southampton. Um, as Andy says, Lewis Ferguson doing great things in Serie A with Bologna. Th these are these are players who can't get in the team. Greg Taylor of Celtic, who was one of their best players last season, can't get in the squad. Well, that's news. I never knew that. Yeah, breaking news. Greg Taylor not not in the squad. Well, but even when you think of who we had uh, that we always relied upon, Lyndon Dykes, mm -hmm. and he's not getting a game. It's Che Adams. I wouldn't be surprised if he started tonight. Um, I think he has never let us down. He's one of those players that even when he came on the scene at, at Livingston, you thought when his contract was coming to an end, you thought could he get a move to to Celtic or Rangers? But ended up um, going down south and. When he plays for Scotland, he's like a man possessed. Mm. He uh, he really gives us his all, gives us his best. And he, he became a player that we really relied upon. And now we're, we're looking at uh, G Adams. So I think the quality that we have, the amount of people on the bench at, uh, you know, last Friday that will maybe want a game. Um, I spoke about Ferguson earlier. Dykes, you've got Armstrong and Christie, Patterson, McLean, who mm -hmm. did ever so well coming on over in Norway and getting us an important goal. All, all of these players, I think, need a bit of game time and I think they might get quite a bit tonight. Whether it's from the start or not, I, I think you'll see them getting some, some good game time. 
Robert, a lot of people yeah. have been moaning about the strikers, saying that uh, that's a weak area of the team because they're not at the moment getting goals, Dykes and, and Adams. Does it matter where the goals are coming from? Because they're coming pretty plentiful in plentiful fashion at the moment, aren't they, from the likes of McGinn and McTominay? I mean, you've got a great midfield set up there, so it doesn't bother me really because the goals are coming from the midfield where a lot of the goals do come from, as you know. I think it's a really strong midfield Scotland's got. I wonder if uh, I wonder if McTominay's form uh, is going to have any any impact at all on Eric Ten Hag, at Old Trafford, James, or or will he just carry on doing what he's doing with the, with the players he seems to favour? Yeah, that, that's the way it looks, yeah. but I, I think that's credit to Scott McTominay because he's not playing, but he comes away. As you say there, the goals he's scoring, he's got six goals in five games for Scotland at international level now. Um, fantastic player and as we were chatting out, outside there as well. Is he the most valuable player in the Scotland squad at the minute just because of the goals he's bringing? Obviously, he's a fantastic footballer. Um, he's not playing as much as he wants at, at Manchester United, but it doesn't let let this country down any time he comes and plays for Scotland. He looks as if he's been playing every week. So as long as he keeps playing like that, then I don't think too many Scotland fans will be bothered what Eric Ten Hag does with him. But ideally, you would want him playing and you want him getting minutes every single week. But if he keeps producing for Scotland, yeah. then I suppose that's all that matters. Yeah. To Scotland fans, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great question, isn't it? Who, who's the, who is the best player in the Scotland team? Well, we've always relied, we've always looked at uh, John McGinn to be the talisman. His scoring record is tremendous. Uh, before that, it seemed to be Ryan Christie who would pop up with uh, an Ro important Robert's, goal. Robert's favourite player. <laughs> Robert's favourite player, yeah. exactly. And you've always got Andy uh, Robertson, who's a captain, leads yeah. by example, never misses a, a squad. Kieran Tierney. Yeah. You know, um, these players, I think, when you look at uh, Hickey as well, on the right-hand side, they're coming from you know, absolute top quality opposition every week in the English Premier League. So these players are, are are ones that you can really rely upon. But right now, I can't see past Scott McTominay. Mm. He is, on current form, yeah. On current form, he's yeah. our most important player because what I, what I liked about him the other night was the fact that he scored from a couple of yards out. He had another effort that came off the post um, and he seems to really enjoy playing around these Scotland players, knowing when to go beyond the main striker, knowing when to get in these, uh, into these scoring positions. And his he's scoring record in this campaign is exceptional. What do you think of Angus Gunn, Robert? He's lost only one goal in this qualification campaign and it was a penalty. That's a good sign as well. I hope he keeps it going. But that could be put down to the defence as well. Yeah, absolutely, you're right. Uh, I mean, that's an incredible record isn't it I mean for for a guy coming yep. in coming in to make his Scotland debut as he did not so very long ago Angus Gunn to have lost only only one goal in that time but I mean yes he looks really solid and he makes potentially difficult saves look quite easy he does exude a bit of confidence James about him but yep. I suppose the reality is that he hasn't had too many wonder saves to make yeah and again that can be the sign of of a good team a good defence but I think what you said there, Robbie, he just looks confident. He looks reliable. Um, he plays... He just plays... The games I've seen him anyway, which hasn't been a lot, I'll be honest, it's been the Scotland games, but he plays with 
real confidence in what he's doing and he just looks solid and something that we were maybe worried about when, when Craig Gordon yep. certainly picked the injury up but I think he's come in and he's been fantastic he's made that position his now um, he looks like he's enjoying it as well so no he's been excellent yeah that's a, that's a fair point that James makes isn't it Andy that, that when Craig Gordon suffered the injury we all thought oh no you yeah. know, the team's going really well things are developing nicely but Craig Gordon always makes big saves yeah, in, we, in big games we were so blessed in the last number of years if it wasn't Craig Gordon it was Alan McGregor if it wasn't Alan McGregor it was David Marshall Marshall of course came up with that remarkable penalty save that actually took us to the last uh, European tournament so um, uh, I think we uh, have got a goalkeeper now who's I've got to say he's getting a lot of good protection from mm -hmm. those in front of him we don't see a lot of crosses coming into the box and even allowing for the fact that someone like Ryan Porteous, who, you know, a Hibs player not so long ago, maybe people didn't really trust him. No. Always felt as though there was a mistake in him. Uh, he's he's going to Watford. I think he's relishing the physical aspect of that league down there. It's absolutely re relentless. And um, I think his game's improving. I, I always thought he was capable of playing a pass, whether it be short or long. I always thought he was he was capable of, of spotting a run and finding someone, whether it be, you know, 10, 20, 30 yards or even more. He, he's got a good range of passing. But we're getting a lot of protection for the goalkeeper. And you tend to notice the goalkeeper when they make outstanding saves. I'm not so sure we've seen that yet with Gunn, but, I mean, it just tells you that we've got a, a really good chemistry, a really good understanding uh, from everyone at the back. And we're, at times we're quite happy to defend with, with five at the back and you know that that system allows you to to sit deep at times absorb a bit of pressure and then try and hit uh, teams on the break Robert are you still with us? Yep Good man yep. and you're pretty confident your your pal's going to have access to a, a TV screen to be able to watch this tonight yeah? Yeah well, I was working Sunday and I had one there and we were watching the golf Alright <laughs> so He's better to have on he's better to have on tonight he sounds pretty reliable to me. And you're sticking with your... You having no advance on 3-1? Is that your final offer? Final offer, yep. Final offer. 3-1 Scotland. Robert, good to have you on the show. Enjoy the game, Robert. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I just ask another question, please? Of course you can, yeah. Far away. I, I've always wondered, um, why can players, like when they celebrate a goal, they do flips, somersaults, run to the corner, why can't they not put the same effort into playing the game as what they do when they celebrate? Who who you think of? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if anyone tonight playing for Scotland would put more into a celebration than what they do. No, I don't mean the Scottish team in general. I mean like all footballers in general. Right. Well, we've got right. one. We've got one. We've got one prolific goal scorer in the studio, <laughs> James. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a shake of the hand. That's all you need, and then back. I don't know. Tennis player, like as soon as they score a goal, they dive into the corner and they slide about thirty yards, and then they jump about the place I bet they can't put the same effort into when they're playing some of them you know what I mean <laughs> well well there you go I think it's... when anyone uh, scores a goal they're entitled to yeah I like it I like the celebration I think everyone wants to see yeah. it and if that's your if that's your player if that's your team you, you, you want to see the joy yeah. that it brings and uh, I always remember Tommy Burns saying to us anytime you score a goal you make sure you celebrate because that's what we're working on mm. every week, trying to score goals, and you want to convey that happiness to your yeah. supporters. Yeah. It means something. You scored yeah. a goal. 
go and get another one. That was the that was always the message. So what, what's your favourite what's your favourite ever goal celebration? I didn't really honestly I, I didn't have a regular celebration. It was uh oh, come on, Andy. I do remember scoring it. Uh, you never whip off a top and twirl nah, around your head? I never did that. I was always uh, a bit composed. But I do remember the joy I got out of scoring for um, Bolton at Arsenal because I'd been out for the best part of a year. Mm-hmm. And I was told I might not uh, come back. You might not. Your knee, your knee might not be strong enough to come back. So when you're out for the best part of a year, James will tell you, I know that he's had these uh, injury problems just to get back onto the pitch. Mm-hmm just to be part of the team, just to be part of a victory. My God, you you, you celebrate that. I take it you didn't do a knee slide. <laughs> I did not. I would never do a knee slide. No. I've just not, not got that in me. Favourite favorite celebration, not yourself, James, because I suppose there haven't been many, too Rob, many. No. But, so uh, who, who whose goal celebration have you liked? I, I, while you were thinking, I'll throw in Jürgen, Jürgen Klinsmann when he, when he was at Tottenham. See, it's, it's the one you still see oh, younger ones amazing. doing just now, yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, that's what when Andy talks about an Eastleigh, that's one if I was playing, I never would have done. Oh, I know, yeah. I'd have injured my belly or something. <laughs> I picked up that many injuries. So no, I would go with the Klinsmann one. Yeah, my, my eyes are watering even thinking about the Can knee you slide. imagine you hit a dry patch on the grass and I thought you, you were going to say a sprinkler head I mean honestly well that, that happens as well um, I've, I've heard of people in the middle of the park they've been involved in a collision they fall heavily and they've fallen on the, spr- the sprinkler head so whether it's your back your head your knee it's uh, you never used to have that uh, back in my day Robert thanks for your call and he's gone for 3-1 Scotland the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! I tell you, on this show, the chat never stops, even though we listen intently to the commercial breaks. Um, Andy and uh, James were having a good old natter there. We're back for the next 90 minutes. Uh, with the Go Radio Football Show, and of course, we're building up to the big game at Hamden. It's a 7.45 kickoff, so we will get the teams uh, before we are finished here. Maybe get them around half six, Andy, possibly, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah we'll um, do then. The UEFA regulations, I think, dictate uh, that yep. we get them at that, at that point. Um, and what these two are going to do uh, in the short term is uh, come up with their Scotland team. Is it going to be pretty close to what it was on Friday night or uh, will Stevie Clark ring the changes, I wonder? Also, um, get in touch with us on what you think the scoreline is going to be tonight, what you think the Scotland team is going to be, what your favourite Scotland-England memory is. And we'll also be asking the question, uh, what would be a combined Scotland-England 11 at the moment, how many in dark blue would be in that uh, uh, combined team? Um, and what about memories of the, the fixture, great memories of a fixture, which doesn't come along too often, uh, so they are a bit special when they do happen. Here's the gaffer himself. Gordon McQueen, header, big man, sadly no longer with us. I remember that one, he, he jumped so high. Incredible, incredible goal. I remember as a young man, uh, the year we got banned from the Scotland fans, we got banned for going to Wembley. I remember being there. My sister and her husband lived in London at that time, and he was in the he was in the Met Police, so we managed to get a couple of tickets for us. I remember somewhere between the stadium and getting back to my sister's house, I lost my young brother Michael. And my sister gave me an absolute hell of a time, but he turned up eventually. He jumped in somebody's car and got a lift back in because the 
tubes were off, the buses were off, you had to walk. So he managed to get a lift off some random geezer and made his way back. And I'd have been 16 at the time, so Michael would have been 12. So I can imagine, I can understand now why my sister was so upset. <laughs> Maybe not so dependable as an older brother, uh, but certainly in Stevie we trust as the as the Scotland manager. Uh, Gordon McQueen's header uh, lives long in the memory for him, James. What, what are your thoughts? Scotland, England, what's the one that comes first to mind? It was only for a wee, or a short term, a short time anyway, when, when Lee Griffiths scored the two free kicks. Yeah. Just uh, seeing the atmosphere at Hamden that day, the the feeling we got before Harry Kane went up and equalised, obviously. So he spoiled it, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and look, people still look back on on that atmosphere at Hamden. I'm sure Andy's got a lot better memories than me for our times when bigger goals or maybe wins went in. But no, f- just for that one alone, just the atmosphere mm. at Hamden that day oh, was incredible. It was, it was, and just to do that once and then to step up and do it again and within a matter of minutes uh, Griffiths it was absolute magic wasn't it that was him at his absolute best uh, to hit a dead ball it was Joe Hart that was in the goal of course Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was just this great explosion of sheer joy which was only matched by the absolute frustration when we gave away uh, an equaliser with the last kick of the ball but I can go a year further back than uh, Stevie Clark I'm old enough to remember I was so I would have been 11 76 when mm-hmm. Kenny put the ball through Ray Clemens' legs. Were you, were you at, at that uh, game? No. I was, that was one of the first games that my dad uh, took me to. Ah, right. So I was 11 and uh, Kenny Dobie scored a, the winner against uh, England and it was through Ray Clemens' legs. I, I remember being a bit older, Davy Proven put a pass through, uh, was it Steve Archibald at Wembley? He got brought down. John Robertson oh, yeah. uh, took the penalty and scored mm-hmm. and I think we beat them 1-0. Obviously, you remember that 77 one as well when Gordon McQueen and... Was it Kenny or Lou McCarry that scored the second? It was one or one or other. Good question. Um, but yeah, I mean, the most recently, the, the Lee Griffiths stuff, um, just amazing. But that, that would have been um, a bit special had we beaten them there. Yeah, you remember the ones that, that you were at and, and you remember the ones <laughs> that, that, you, that you were working yeah. on as well. And uh, you know, I, I remember commentating on those two Lee Griffiths goals. Um, before Harry Kane did the unthinkable and I was also uh, commentating at Wembley when Don Hutchison scored that header in 99 uh, 2-0 down from Hamden Paul Scholes had scored a couple in the first leg of that playoff I always um, remember the chance that uh, Christian, Christian Daly, Daly had yeah. it was a great save I think David Seaman, Seaman. Yep. Um, and had that gone in and we'd pulled it back at 2-2 uh, and I, get, I think it was only going to be one winner. But what a memory that must be for Don Hutchison. That there was a towering. Do you remember it, James? Yeah, a towering back from post, Neil, was it? Neil, Neil McCann's cross. Yeah, yeah. No, and again, like you say, memories like that, and and that's a chance that, that those players have got tonight. Albeit it's, it's a friendly, but is there ever a friendly when these two nations meet? But just a chance to go and and create a wee bit of history, a wee bit of memories for the family and for the for the nation. So fingers crossed, we're talking about another one. The next time we're on or, or yeah. tomorrow. I mentioned I mentioned it to you on Friday, Rob. I mean, I didn't play, but it was a great memory of being called into the squad for the game down at Wembley in '88. Me and Tommy Burns were mm. late call-ups to the squad just to do just to um, some injuries, and um, me and Tam went down. I think Tam actually got on the pitch uh, that day, but uh, I didn't go on. But even just the preparation for a Scotland England game, we were beaten by a, a bit of skill from Peter Beardsley. Uh, it finished 1-0 um, but just to be part of all that it was uh, was a great memory too I must say I, I really uh, admire Gareth Southgate 
I've got a lot of time and a lot of respect for him. I think I think he's just really an impressive character, James, um, because he gets all sorts of stuff thrown at him that, that is not necessarily anything to do with what happens on the pitch. Everything round about it. Uh, and, he, and he is so able at fielding questions, even under amazing pressure. Yeah, and it, I think that, and it sometimes goes, it takes away from the job he's done. I think as a World Cup semi-final, a World Cup quarter-final, and a European Championships final. Um, and you just look at, I know he, he's not the manager of the, the youth setups, but their under twenty ones went and won the the youth championships, whatever it was, and under Lee Carsley. So he he's done a fantastic job in the time he's been the manager of England and overseeing the full the FA, whatever they're doing down there, because the way they're going now and they're ranked fourth in, in the world in terms of countries in the in the rankings. So the job he's done is incredible, but it's a job away from football that you're speaking about as well, that it can be questions about anything. And that's why even tonight, it's it's a massive pressured game for him. Um, we build this game up. He has to bring a team up after a... A draw on Saturday and I listened to some of the stuff that was getting said about him after them drawing with Ukraine on Saturday and it was I'll, I'll no name the pundits but they're saying we should be taking four off Ukraine and they've got this thing I down think there. It, it's an interesting thing you say James because some of the I'm sure Rob's the, the same but some of the colleagues I speak to when you do games down south and they talk about I think his front three at the weekend was Kane Madison Saha mm-hmm. and you think well Saka Saka, sorry, yeah. uh, how could you get better than that? Well, mm. you've got you've got Rashford and you've got Foden, and I think there's a, I don't know if it's a criticism, maybe it's an observation, maybe it's a discussion point that England should always have Foden in the team, they should always have Rashford in the team, <laughs> but when you look at uh, Saka, Madison, uh, obviously Harry Kane is your is your main goal scoring threat, they do wonder whether. Um, I don't know, maybe a more adventurous uh, coach, a more adventurous manager might... Would they have beaten France, for example, mm. at the last um, the last World Cup? That's the criticism of and them, isn't I it? Think that's a, it's, I think it's a valid discussion. I, I mean, you can't play everyone, but as soon as you lose, it's always down to the fact it's because of who you didn't play. Mm. Now, you could mix all that up and the quality that they have that is on the bench... If you lose, it's always, well, you should have played him, you should have. It's very easy in hindsight. I mean, I don't know what you think, James, with, I don't know if you call them flair players. I, I still think flair players give you a lot of hard work. It used to be the case where, oh, you'll only get a minute or two out of him, but he's got great skill, I need to get him in the team. But if you've got someone with a special talent, you uh, you always want him in the team. And they, anyone who doesn't work for the team, I guess, doesn't doesn't play is that right yeah I think that that that's certainly the case at, at the very top level and I think it's the case at any level of football yeah, professionally anyway but I think for, for that argument there when I, I don't know how much more consistent he could be really yeah. um, he was a penalty shootout away for winning the Euros so was that with the with the not adventurous enough in that tournament so, the, the, that was that was the criticism yeah, they, they and, should have been more adventurous during the game yeah, see, I don't get that. They're playing against a real top side. Um, I know they're not showing it at the minute, um, the Italians, but the, just the, I think the record alone and that France side that they, they got Argentina back to back on terms a couple of times in that World Cup final. Yeah. They were an exceptional team as well. So I think he, he's got, and again, another criticism I hear of him is he, he doesn't bring other players in. He's got this 
this group of twenty twenty two players that he really trusts. But you flip that, and and up here we we buzz off that that Steve Clark's got this club like yeah. side and the. But again, it's down to results, and when he goes over, that that's the pressure he's under. If you you go over and you don't beat Ukraine four 0 you don't come up and beat Scotland three 0 four 0 tonight again. Then everything tomorrow, back pages, front pages, every newspaper, every TV, radio, they're they're, they're having a go at him. That's why I admire him a lot um, for the way he can come across, and again, he consistently performs. The the players consistently show up for him as well, um, and he sticks to his guns now. It might not, he might never win anything, but I think when you look back over his period in charge at England, um, as sad as it is for us, free to sit and say, then it's been pretty successful in terms of that and compare it to other England managers as well. I think he's done a really good job. Are there more egos in the England squad than than Scotland, which makes it a more difficult job for him? Yeah, well, I mean, Harry Kane is the most... He's just gone to Bayern Munich. He's made a big career decision he wants to win things they're all on an extraordinary amount of money every week of their lives mm. but it seems to me they all work it seems to me they all give everything and if you don't there's there's someone that's going to take your place so uh, I've not got a problem with, with players who have got huge egos that perform no I mean I've got to tell you the biggest egos I've ever found in football you, you'll find them in the boardroom uh, but players with a bit of arrogance name names no. <laughs> uh, players with a bit of arrogance that know when to be arrogant to show their arrogance on the field of yeah. play uh, with the ball um, that, that that's entertaining it's when egos disrupt the dressing room that that's when it becomes a, an issue that's when it becomes a big negative isn't it? Yeah it certainly is and, and I agree with Andy on that looking at that England squad and even I think that's where you can compare the Scotland team in terms of the they feel good about it or, or that camaraderie it is like a club squad um, and although there's a wee bit going on in the background after the weekend and there's always a bit going on with, with England and Southgate in particular um, but with Scotland we're feeling that and as I said earlier we're saying how good it is to have that um, that it's a, a consistent squad most of the time and you need to really do a lot to break into that squad but I agree with Andy on that as well as soon as someone does, does disrupt that I think both Gareth Southgate and Steve Clark are strong enough and the squads are strong enough to, to either just get rid of them or tell them that that's not happening. And and that might be a reason why certain players don't get in, particularly to the England squad, when you see the, the people coming out and saying they should be in the squad or so-and-so is playing before Jordan Henderson, for example, who's mm. went over to Saudi. But again, he knows exactly what he's getting with with the players that are in the squad so he's not going to disrupt it with, with bringing one or two in that, that he's maybe unsure about and and I still believe he's got enough flair players in there like that front three Andy just said and yeah. Kane Saka and Madison and then you can you can put Rashford on you can bring Foden on what a front six are, that's five but what a, to be able to call on those five at any point maybe I can now see why he's not as adventurous <laughs> as some people are saying because I'd love to hear Hey, at my disposal. I, I, I don't know if you saw that uh, photograph on social media today with Harry Kane and Andy Robertson that was in the, um, oh no, you know, just uh, um, in the old selling strips. the game uh-huh. in, in the old strips, and a caption was, uh, you know, one of these players had won the 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 title in England, the the FA Cup in England, uh, the League Cup, the Community Shield, the Club World Cup, the UEFA Super Cup. In the UEFA Champions League, and the other guy in the picture was England's captain. 
I mean, it, yeah. it really tells yeah. you everything about yeah. Yeah. Andy Robertson, his achievements as a Scotland captain. And yet, you, we, Harry Kane is lauded as you know one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. He's won nothing. It, 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 it was a, it was a great picture, a great yeah. caption. So, sure. so you going back to that, Andy? Then is he right to then go to to buy him just to win things? Is it is it the right career? Yeah, move? I think so. And it's I think it's been you know he said something recently that uh, you know at Tottenham we, we 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 thought we could win or we it was good when we won, but at Bayern it's we need to win all the time. We need to win every week, and that's what he's enjoying that aspect because mm. obviously the message is getting through to him, you know, every every day. And uh, I, I was speaking to our good friend uh, Alan McAnally, who I think was the last British guy to go and play for. Did he, did uh, he play in Germany? He's kept he quiet, played, hasn't he? He played for Bayern Munich in Munich in Germany, <laughs> <laughs> as I always say to him. But no, he. I mean, just the he was he was obviously dead keen to see someone like that go to to Bayern Munich. He was the last one to to go. I think he'll tell you. He played. He, I don't think they won the Champions League, but they won some sort of Super Cup where he scored. And he'll tell you that one. But um, fantastic the the way they talk about a, a, a mentality, and uh, that that's what you, that's what you like to hear. It's two hours away, Scotland, England. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service. Call 0800 233 Let's go! It is the battle of the old enemy at Hamden tonight. You're listening to the Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean, Andy Walker, James McPake are with you, and the big game is less than two hours away. What a night it could be! Scotland beat England, and we clinch qualification for Euro 2024. Are we, get, there? are we getting greedy? Yeah, it's good. It's good to want more. Um, we will definitely qualify. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I but, think. But more, what if it happened on the night that Scotland beat England? Yeah, that would what, be what a double. That's going to that be. That would be extraordinary. I've got to say, I fancy Norway to win tonight. Yeah. I think they can. In in Georgia. I, th- I fancy them to win. Georgia yeah. lost what seven to Spain just yeah. uh, a few days ago. What if it's going to be a rainy night? Very good. <laughs> Raining <laughs> goals, maybe for for Holland. We shall we shall see. So. Um, those two issues are on the line tonight, but uh, the Scotland manager is only concerned with one of them. I think the crowd might keep me up to date. Uh, I won't be monitoring it, I'll be watching the game. Uh, as the game unfolds on the pitch, that's my job. It's not to worry about what happens elsewhere. I'm glad you think it's imminent. In my head, it's not imminent. It's still a long way away until you're actually over the line. I've been in situations before as a coach or a, a manager where you're trying to achieve a target with a club, and sometimes the last step's the, the longest one. So. We'll just focus on the game tomorrow night and what happens elsewhere happens. Firing a question at Stevie Clark at a news conference sometimes carries a government health warning. Somebody obviously used imminent in the question and it was thrown um, back very quickly, uh, whoever had flung it towards him. It's now 11 qualifiers that Scotland have won on the bounce, James, going back into the last campaign. It's just an, And it has Scotland at the forefront of European nations at the moment. It does, and it, it has... A full nation excited about its, its team again. Um, as Andy was saying there, we're wanting more. Uh, it would be fantastic if we qualified tonight and beat England, obviously. I think that would be the biggest party Hamden's ever seen. Um, but look, I do think, to, to take that word, I do think it's imminent that we will qualify. But again, how good is it to be sitting talking about that instead of talking we need to win this game to get to a playoff yeah. or we need to 
find another way albeit we're not there yet but just the excitement and I know I spoke about it earlier but everything surrounding this national team at the minute is exciting for the country you've got young kids that are I've got three that are really interested in football and that was because of the last Euros um, and, and again they are three girls as well so they're, they're going to school and they're getting, their teachers are talking about this there's just that I can't remember it um, I can remember Euro 96 or whatever uh, France 98 Remember them playing England in '96 and Brazil and France '98, but the memories that that this group are creating for for just the country is fantastic, and, and long may it continue. But as Andy says, it helps when you've got a group of players that are that are all are mostly all playing at the top level that are showing up every camp and and all wanting to play. So it's it's good times at the minute, and, and long may it continue. I can't remember what a call off is now from from a national squad. They used to be fairly regular, yeah, and uh, not anymore. How is Flyer of Scotland going to sound tonight? How special is that going to be tonight with everything that's going on ahead of a Scotland-England game? Yeah, it's tremendous. And you, you might want to see maybe some of the players join in there a bit more, but they've obviously, most of them are just got their, their game faces. It's not going to be the, is it a children's choir thing, is it? I don't know. I know there's been a bit of criticism about other uh, national anthems at games. But um, yeah, listen, you won't need anything to get the, the fans going tonight if they've been in the if they've been in the pubs in and around Glasgow since 11 this morning then uh, <laughs> they are expecting fireworks right from the, the word go I am tempted to speak Scotland England for the entire two hours but I, the producer is putting putting some pressure on me to, to talk about other things so we will um, for now the, the Rangers and Celtic have both named their uh, European squads for the group stages Champions League obviously for Celtic uh, Europa for Rangers uh, and interesting to to note uh, there's no Kieran Dowell in the in the Rangers squad no Leon Balogun either uh, no Reid Van Yilmaz Andy which is interesting uh, I mean we were speaking on the show last night about uh, Borna Barisic featuring in both games for Croatia having missed the old firm game which has got a few Rangers fans irate obviously Um but there's a there's a looks like a lack of cover in, in that. I mean they've got they've got uh, Dujon Dujan Sterling who, yeah. who who's right footed and has filled I in think, at left back. But but they looked have a, a lack of cover, I think in, the, cover in that area. Yeah, I think the biggest disappointment with Yilmaz is that he was bought for a lot of money and you haven't seen any evidence of his quality. He comes in from time to time and he looks as though he might be an okay player, but not to the level of uh, investment that Rangers have made on him, but I do think it seemed as though when Rangers bought him, I think the message was that Bonabarisic was going to go, they were yeah. going to sell him, they were going to get a bit of money for him, but it would be absolutely dreadful again if Barisic, I think he's in the last year of his contract. It doesn't make any business sense to let him run his contract down and not take any money for him and... It didn't make any sense to do it with Morelos or Kent either, but uh, it, that that seems to that seems to be happening again. He's a top quality player, Barisic, isn't he? I mean, his delivery when he's on his game, that delivery down the left side Tremendous. is second to for, none. For years as well, James. Yeah. No, look, and I played against. I had teams play against them, and you, you can do all the preparation you want. You can try and stop the crosses, but he's that good that they would find a way to get it in the box and as Andy says that the delivery was tremendous he's still playing playing for Croatia He's and as I agree with Andy it's madness really that you've got that that quality in your team and, and you're not either covering your back by selling him and now again we don't know if, if there would be he's given Rangers parties. I think some 
some real quality in the time that he's been there. But you've got to, you've got to weigh it up. Uh, when he's got two years left in his contract, does he want to extend it? If the answer's no, you need to sell him. Was it last season he had a bit of a nightmare on the old farm game, the, the, yeah. min, the midweek yeah, old he, farm game? Yeah, and he, there was um, a, a few times, I think even in the cup final, when Abada was nipping in front of him, it didn't look good for him defensively. His confidence looks fragile sometimes, doesn't well, it? Well, maybe it was, but I think in general, if you look at his level of performance over yeah. the time that he's been at Rangers, I think he's been absolute quality. The amount of goals that he's set up, the amount of assists that he has given, the occasional uh, free kick that he's put into the the top corner, mm-hmm. um, I think he's been, I think he's been great value for money, and I, I'm just, I'm just amazed that it, it looks as though he's going to be allowed to, to run his contract down. If you believe the rumour machine, he's been leaving for about the last three years. <laughs> he seems to be constantly speculated upon like in that regard. Yeah, that's because he's a very good player. Um, other teams are looking at him and people are talking about him. I, I do remember that the wee spell he had uh, the couple of months where his confidence was gone. But look, he's playing at Rangers and, and when you play it, and he'll tell you, you play at Celtic or Rangers, that, that can easily happen. And you've got people on your back but he found a way again to come back. He's he's looking good again, and I agree completely with Andy. When when he gets to that point with the contract, then Rangers have to either be looking to to bring got, someone in first and foremost, yeah. and recoup some of, or a decent fee for someone. That's, who, that's who what I thought, James. It. As soon as you saw Yilmaz, and I can't remember the figure that he was um, he was bought for, but you thought, right, okay, they've made a change because obviously. Barisic doesn't want to sign an extension. They're going to sell him, mm-hmm. and yet he's he's still there. And and I've got to say, if Barisic is in the team, I think Rangers are a a better outfit because his quality delivery, the pace on it, any striker will tell you. And you don't need to be a giant to 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 score with your head with Barisic crosses. Just mm-hmm. get in front of your marker and so much pace. How many times have you seen so much pace on a cross ball from Barisic? And it's, it's a thing of beauty, isn't it? When he, when he delivers it. Yeah. When Barisic is in the team, obviously, and you've got Tavernier on the other side, it's just that it yeah. doubles up exactly what what Rangers can do. And they can, balls are coming in from the right for the left, assists are coming in, as Andy rightly said, goals at times as well. And it's not, I, I don't think it's just the striker. It's when you're a defender or your team's playing against that team and you know that he's got that level of delivery, then. Yeah. When you're the defender, you're not looking forward to that game as well because you're not just concentrating and picking up your striker, but you're having to deal with what is a a real terrible ball to defend if you're the defending team. So no, they're, they're by far a better team when he's in it. And yeah, he'll, he'll have the wee, wee spells. What player doesn't? Well, he's a bit inconsistent or he's off for him, but that, that, that's just natural. But again, it's, it's madness that, that we're at that point and... For Scottish football as well, Andy, when when you've got players like that, we want to see them stay in the country, whatever team they're at, because they, they do. Every time you see them playing, that that quality delivery son that that you enjoy watching. So it's a strange one. Yeah, a quick word about the Celtic uh, European squad as well. I mean, no Seagrace, no Quan, no Tilio, but the two that jump out are Bernabe. We're talking about left backs. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's one that's not in the Celtic Champions League squad, and Navrotsky, the the central defender. Um, isn't in there either Andy yeah well he's picked up an injury and when you look who is in there I think there's enough cover for that uh, position I know Carter Vickers is injured but he might be on his way back a bit quicker I think it made sense to get someone like 
um, Nat Phillips in on loan. Yeah. And they've got La- Lager Bielka and yeah, Stephen got, Welsh is presumably yeah, coming back as well. Yeah, they've got options there. Maybe not the options that you want when, when everyone's fit because obviously I think the leader, almost captain material, is Carter Vickers. Um, so as soon as he's back to full fitness, I'm sure he'll be working his way back into the, the strongest starting eleven that Brendan Rodgers wants to put out. Those are the two squads going into European group games for Rangers and Celtic. The headline act tonight, though, for us on the show is Scotland against England. And it's a 7.45 start at Hamden. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. It's happening in about an hour and three quarters just around the corner from where we are at Glasgow Zone. It's the National Stadium Hamden Park tonight for Scotland against England. It all started back in 1872. That was the first ever international between the old enemy. 150 years on this game tonight comes around with Scotland on the brink some would say they're already probably all three of us in the studio to be honest um, clinching qualification uh, for Euro 2024 the finals uh, next summer in Germany um, so it's a momentous match uh, tonight it should be quite an occasion I think you just sum it up forever it's been 150 years in the making so always good games always competitive games uh, modern era Certainly in the last, in my lifetime, England have probably moved a little bit further in front. We're trying to close the gap on them and we'll find out tomorrow how much we've closed that gap. Andy Walker, James McPake, Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show for a Tuesday evening and it's going to be no ordinary Tuesday evening. That is for certain. And what we're going to do right now, Andy and James, is we're going to pick the Scotland. We're going to get inside Stevie Clark's head. What a wonderful place to be. Uh, that would that would be you would imagine uh, what's happening inside his head at the moment well he will have probably decided already he will have decided we'll know the team pretty soon uh, which 11 are going to start uh, against the old enemy tonight Andy um, what, how many changes are you making uh, to the lineup on Friday night well if we just start with the um, goalkeeper the goalkeeper and uh, maybe the three central defenders I think you might see uh, I think Gunn will keep his place I think Porteous might keep his place I think Suter might play uh, maybe in place of Henry and I think Tierney will play so maybe one change in that sort of back four if you like before we move on to the the midfield So you're going for Porteous, Suter and Tierney James? Uh, I'd like to see John Suter play um, he's a player I really do do admire a player I like watching yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the same back three. I'm going Portis, Hendry and Tierney. We Angus Gunn, obviously, in goal. Wing backs? Nathan Patterson, okay. Andy Robertson for me. Andy? Yeah, I would go with that. I think there'll be a change in the wide area and I think it will be Patterson coming in for Hickey. Uh, Robertson's our captain um, and I think he will lead us out tonight so he'll be, he'll be on the left-hand side. 
It was Gilmore and McGregor um, in Cyprus Friday night. Any changes in there, James? I think Callum McGregor will, will certainly play. Um, he seems to play every game, whether it's for Celtic, for Scotland. Um, and I'd like to see Billy Gilmore playing. Uh, if you remember back to 2021 at Wembley, I think he got man of the match at night. Um, great to see him in, in big games and, and hopefully he is out there, yeah. I'm going to go with Lewis Ferguson playing alongside Callum McGregor. I think that one change in the in the middle of the park before we get to our front three. So you would play Ferguson in the deeper position? I'd just like to see him... He, because he's been playing obviously further yeah. forward for Bologna. Yeah, I, I'd just like to see him play for Scotland. Mm-hmm. I think we are up against a quality team tonight. Obviously we haven't we haven't uh, seen the starting uh, 11, but we must recognise, as James was saying earlier, about the fact that England are... England are absolute quality, quality in every position. This will be a great test for us, mm. uh, as it was uh, a few months back when Spain came to town. And we, I mean, we were playing for points then, and we, we managed to beat them 2 0. Uh, I don't know if they played their strongest side that night, Spain. I, I think they maybe underestimated us, but we took advantage and we thoroughly deserved our three points. Um, and they couldn't cope with our rubbish football, could they? And they couldn't cope with our uh, anti football, so there you go. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully uh, Rodri's got over it. Uh, probably not by now. What about the front three for Scotland tonight? Then it was um, it was Adams supported by McGinn and McTominay uh, the other night. James, I think McTominay will play again. As what we spoke about, he's not get well, as far as we know anyway. He's not going to feature at the weekend, or you wouldn't imagine so with, with how the seasons went. So I think he'll he'll be desperate to play. Um, he's on a. A very good running form for Scotland as well. So McSauce, um, as John McGinn called him after the <laughs> yeah. match. So I'm going McGinn beside him um, again. Another one that will be desperate to play. Um, and I'll the one change for me is Lyndon Dykes. I mm-hmm. think will come in for Shea Adams. Yeah, same for me. I think Dykes might come in from the the start. So that's you get Dyke in my book. You've got Dykes coming in, Patterson coming in, possibly Ferguson and uh, Suter. So what's that? Four changes. You, you don't think there'll be as many as that, Rob? Maybe, maybe just a couple, but yeah. I think it is telling you that as much as we look at the England team, the England squad, and they're full of quality everywhere, when you look at who's on the bench, we spoke earlier about Kane and Saka and Madison being the front three, and yet there was no place for, for Foden or for Rashford. I imagine at least one of those, uh, Foden or Rashford, maybe even both, might start tonight. So... Um, I think we are getting to a stage where we can look at uh, you know the boys that we've got travelling here, there, and everywhere. You want to give them, give them game time, give them, give them a cap, and uh, you know we're we're hoping it will be very competitive. I'm sure it will be um, before we get to that stage where I don't know three, four, five, six subs come on. Uh, so you want a really strong uh, side to begin with. I think maybe three or four changes. I know you only think a couple. Mm-hmm. But isn't, yeah. just on that, Andy, sorry, isn't it great as well now that you sat, we sat here and go through that team and even if we're making three or four changes, the players that, yeah. that we're predicting to play coming yeah. in, they don't necessarily weaken the team. You look, Nathan Patterson's playing every week or when he is playing, he's doing really well at Everton. Lyndon Dykes has never let Scotland down. Um, you talk Lewis Ferguson, how, how well he's doing in Serie A as well. John Souter's playing now fit for Rangers so the changes we can now make as well come in and, and I wouldn't say they they massively weaken that team they're still still very good players in that team 
I think the the change the change that you that you guys are floating or that you certainly one that you floated, Andy, that I would object to most would be in the back three. I think yeah. I think I'd want that unit to continue because I, I that would experimenting you know however you look up on it that, yeah. that's a bit of an experiment. I'm not sure tonight's the night to be making that to be having that experiment. Yeah, yeah I, I I totally accept what you're saying. I mean, you've you've got others who have been so important for us in recent years, like Christie or Armstrong. You know, would you want Ferguson getting a shot ahead of those two who have been, you know, I, lo- I know that um, Scotland managers, international managers, managers, they do like to have a bit of loyalty to those players that have, uh, you know, been over the course before, done a ton for them before. But I, I would love to see Ferguson, given that he's made such good strides over in Italy, scored a great goal against Juventus recently. I'd love to see him get... Uh, just to get him in the team against absolute quality opposition and uh, see what he can do. Okay, so between two and four changes, I can't see Stevie Clark going any more than that, that's for sure. Um, but maybe the changes will come later in the game. But the, the great thing is, as we're saying, there are all manner of players on current form and the level they're playing at pushing to get into that team, which is fantastic. And and obviously that goes a long way to keeping the level of performance where it is for Scotland, James, at the moment. Yeah, and I think the two telling ones are Stuart Armstrong and Ryan Christie. When None of us have either even said that, that any of those two will come in. That's not that we don't think they're good players, but it just shows you the quality that's in that Scotland squad at the minute. Um, as I said earlier, it is the first time I can remember looking at a Scotland squad and Almost all the players are, are playing at the very top level. Certainly are starting 11 almost. are playing at the top level, whatever way you pick it. So, no, it's, it's great times. And and there's there's players there that, that will be desperate to play, that will feel they're playing well at their club. Um, but when, when they come to Scotland, I don't think they can be too aggrieved that, that they're not playing because a certain player is, is playing ahead of them. You, we've spoken about Foden and Rashford possibly you know, mm. getting into the starting 11. I mean, Callum Wilson is another one who I think has got absolute quality. Trippier, who was up in front of the media yesterday, you, you would imagine he might come in for, for Kyle Walker. He's doing a lot of good things at Newcastle. Uh, EC, the uh, Crystal Palace, everyone talks about him uh, maybe going to a, a top four club from, from Palace. So you just wonder whether he might get a, a nod from the start tonight. You can look at every area of the pitch uh, for England and Scotland, in all honesty, and we we are talking about quality players that are on the bench. I'm looking at the England midfield and <laughs> the two, the names that jump out to you, Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham. Uh, I mean, that's a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic to... Two excellent players, obviously, what Bellingham's done since he went to Spain. He's been outstanding, and even what he'd done before that. Um, and Declan Rice, since his move as well, he's top quality player. And then he, I know that a lot of the criticism came with, with Jordan Henderson playing the other night as well, but another, you just look back on what he's done in the past 10 years or so. Uh, captain in Liverpool, to the first title in however long. He's, he's just been, he's been outstanding. So that, that England squad, when you look at it, it's... And the ones Andy brought up, like Trippier, you've got Rashford, I think he's a certainty to start, um, Foden, and then Callum Wilson as well, I agree with Andy on that. Um, they're, they're just, there's, there's going to be two good teams on show tonight, that's for sure. Conor Gallagher, he's another one that uh, has lit up the Premier League in 
you know, the last 18 months or so, whether it be Chelsea or Crystal Palace, he's, he's, uh, he's someone that gives you a hell of a lot of energy from the middle of the park. How many of the Scotland players get into the England team? How many of the, our players yeah, well, would elbow out some of theirs? Well, I, I think we would. I think it'd be half and half. Um, but I, I think what what we've been really good at. I mean, I don't think you would. Not many people down south would put McTominay in, given that he doesn't play for Man United. No. But look how important he is to us. Look what he has done in big games for against us. big opposition. In big games against uh, the best opposition, and he's coming up with with the goals. So. I, I said it earlier, I don't think there's anyone more important for us now in a big game than Scott McTominay because since this group started, he has been a star man in every single game. So it's a great uh, pub debate to have just to put 11 individuals on the pitch, mm-hmm. but the relationship that uh, McTominay has with the other midfield players, the connection that he has with the forward-thinking players whenever they go short, he might take the opportunity to go beyond them, go long. Look at him scoring the goal the other night. He's only two, three yards uh, out. That's mm-hmm. and he's a midfield player. That's yep. tremendous to see. The anticipation yeah. of of that flick from and the, the, the variety of goals that he's bringing yeah. to Scotland now yeah. is it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean he was already a top quality player, but when you add in goals at the rate at which he's scoring them at international level, James, he becomes a really hot property, doesn't he? Yeah, particularly when he's not. Like your out and out striker, yeah. I mean, as you say, he's outscoring Harry Kane in this qualification campaign. So that that in itself, yeah, I'm I'm going to come back to it without Scotland tinted glasses on and try and look at it a different way. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, again, it would all come down to what what shape you were playing. But the, the mm. two that jump out for me that that would certainly be be playing for England. Are in their squad certainly is Robertson and Tierney. I yeah. can't really make an argument for. That's me just. I know that will not go down very well, but that that's me just being honest. And that one, I don't see anywhere else where. Over the the period, maybe for yeah, for what McTominay's done for Scotland and different players, but I don't see how MD's putting. Like, Phil Foden can't get a game. Um, mm-hmm. or didn't get a game the other day. They've got. Does he play tonight or does Madison play? I don't think Callum McGregor McGreg is an interesting shout. Yeah, yeah he's got Champions League experience that, that some of the English players don't have. I know they play at the, the strongest, most competitive uh, league in the world. I, I wouldn't have any team that uh, where you've got a John McGinn option. I wouldn't have anyone in, in front of him. Uh, it doesn't matter what his reputation. And I know Madison's doing brilliant things with uh, Ange Postecoglou now at Tottenham. So you're, I'd, you're putting John McGinn in the combined I'd, 11, abs- yeah? Absolutely. John yeah. McGinn would get in there every time. I'd put McTominay in there because of what he's doing for us. Um, and I totally get it. You wouldn't you wouldn't uh, change Harry Kane or Jude Bellingham. My goodness, Bellingham. What, what age is he, 19? Yeah. I, I can't mean, believe what he's doing. At it's the ridiculous what he's doing. He is supremely talented. It's great to watch. I mean, actually. it's like a football fairy tale at Real Madrid, isn't it? I mean, the way he started. No, it's just... Fantastic and, and seeing him getting the move. Obviously started off at Birmingham City as well. So he, he's just he's done great. Um and he's he's a great player to watch. He's one that I do hope is starting tonight just to, to watch him in the game. No, he's he's knocking on a bit, Andy. He's twenty. Is he twenty? Yeah. Oh. Yep. But uh, he's on the way down, to, isn't he? To be even just that physical development, that maturity in his game, to be playing. I mean, he's done it the last couple of years for uh, Dortmund now that he's had the biggest 
arguably the biggest, richest club in the world, Real Madrid. I mean, they're they're wanting to retain the uh, the Champions League. And by the way, he started the domestic season. He he's absolutely magnificent. He was twenty in June. He's just he's just he's just turned twenty. Is he happy? <laughs> but is he happy deep down within himself? That's the that's the big question, isn't it? Really, but it's incredible, isn't it? Because loads of people would have thought, right, he'd done all these great things since he was about seventeen at, at Dortmund. Uh, he's now going to Real Madrid. This is this is much more intense, much more high pressure than all the rest of it. So he just he just basically shoots up a couple more levels, James, in terms of quality. Yeah, and again, captain of Dortmund when he was 17, 18 as well. Um, so he's obviously got that side, mature head. Um, but I think he's only going to get better as well. The more experience he's getting, particularly at Real Madrid, where England doing well, he's he's just a fantastic player. And I can't even believe he's only 20 as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's excellent. It'll be great when he grows up. <laughs> um, so, you, you, so you've got you've got your sensible head on, James. You've gone for Tierney and Robertson, and that's it, isn't it? That's that's the only two that are breaking into the the combined eleven. Well, I've I've gone a wee bit more bold. Tierney, Robertson, yeah, I've got no. McGinn, McTominay, and uh, Callum McGregor with his Champions League uh, experience. Yeah. So, I I think we are showing what we are capable of now. We've got players playing for big clubs. Um, uh, Tierney and Robertson in particular uh, I know that uh, Tierney's moved to the Spanish League but the level of opposition he's up against every week the I think that will help his game you can see what moving to Italian football and speaking to Barry here mm. about the conversations that he's had with his nephew Lewis and his game has improved he's really enjoying the training everything else about it the detail of Italian football and what's required as a midfield player I think you're seeing a, an improvement in him. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of quality tonight, even if there are uh, a good number of changes on both sides. Stephen McGinn was talking uh, about the price tags on some of the England players, some of the ones that have moved very recently, like Rice and, and Bellingham and, and Kane. So you've immediately, you're immediately hitting a, an incredible financial total in terms of transfer fees. Yeah. But if you do put that against Scotland, well... You know, Scott McTominay might have moved but didn't. You know, that yeah. would have been a hefty fee. John yeah. McGinn recently there was a lot of rumour about him moving on. Yeah, no uh, wonder he know. signed on for, for Villa. They wanted to tie him down because he's a he could play for Man United. He exactly. Could play for the... And that would be a massive fee. And yeah. a Tierney, if Tierney was actually going on a permanent move, that would be a massive fee as well. Obviously he's on loan at Sociedad. I I always thought, James, when you were paying I don't know, the, the unbelievable money, I always thought. It was for a Bellingham who's got, he's got expression, he's he's forward thinking, he can go past players, he can score goals. Now you're getting 100 million for Declan Rice. Is, mm. he, a, is he essentially a, a sitting midfield player? Uh, who, who was the other one that was, the other midfield player that they were talking about near enough 100 million? He was also a, a midfield mm. player. I always thought it was for... I mean, Harry Kane's, I think, just going to get you goals. He's he's absolute quality. But, um, yeah, the the money uh, that you see being spent down south for players in uh, certain positions, just extraordinary. We're picking our combined team. We've just done it. Uh, we're picking our Scotland team for tonight, but only one man matters. Um, and uh, he will be filing those details as we speak. And they will be public 
very shortly and we will bring them to you. How will Scotland line up against England tonight at Hamden, 7.45 kick-off. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Sure does. Um, and as we were saying earlier on, the, the anthem is going to be fantastic uh, tonight as well. Um, and it's a series of big games for Scotland as we stand on the brink of qualification for Euro. <laughs> I feel like breaking into some sort of <laughs> false Scottish accent when I'm saying anything with that music underneath. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's a Scotland team uh, testing itself, isn't it, against tough opposition. Tonight, uh, the game in Spain coming up, which is a, an actual qualifier, of course. Um, and then, of course... Uh, France, uh, yeah. a, friend, well, a friendly against France. I don't know what your highlight is. I mean, since I retired and I've been working in the media, one of the greatest highlights I've had uh, just going to a game is uh, being in Paris when Fadi mm. scored that goal and we beat France uh, in Paris mm. with an astonishing goal. We actually beat them at home as well. Yeah. Um, so that was a time when we, we threatened to uh, take on the best. We actually did beat them. We beat Holland as well. But yeah. then, of course, we we got absolutely pumped in the, the away leg. But uh, I think this group of players are will definitely get the job done. Maybe not tonight. I fancied Norway to beat uh, Georgia. But, uh, yeah, it looks very much likely that we'll be going to Germany next summer and that will be a fabulous occasion for everyone. And when you talk about France, that you mentioned France and that just immediately it takes me back to, to 98 and the, the World Cup and, and that's got to be the next thing on the hit list, isn't it? It's a World Cup qualification. I mean, we fell down uh, in the playoffs against Ukraine, James, but the way things are building at the moment, we'll be going into that campaign whatever happens between now and then with a, a fair bit of confidence. Sorry, James, before you answer, I've been corrected. They watched that... <laughs> That brave heart before '99 at Wembley. Ah, that was okay. the one. Okay. So it actually did work. It worked for him. <laughs> Didn't work in the two legs, but it uh, it worked. Sorry, I interrupted your. I think you'll need to give my question again. I can't remember it. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> no, but, I uh, think I can remember '98 and in the scenes when I was only at school. I would have been oh, come on. 14. Um, <laughs> and got to stay off school to watch. Obviously, we played in the opening game yeah. against Brazil. So getting to watch the opening ceremony. Um, some of my family were over watching the game or I don't even know if they were watching the game they were probably just partying in Paris mm. um, but for me the, the Euros were great um, just the atmosphere around the country albeit there were games here as well so that that helped but to get to a World Cup that's see I was 14 the last time I can remember Scotland being at a World Cup and and now to see to see what it would mean to the country and, and to get to a World Cup look We'll no be picky here. We'll we want to get this this secured and get to the Euros in Germany. Of course we do, but that's got to be the next thing um, that, that we get this country back to a World Cup and just imagine what it would be like after so long. Let's hear from a man who doesn't get ahead of himself in, in general terms. Although the other day he was speaking about that upcoming game against France, the one in Spain as well, and of course the big one tonight. Yeah, this game. Then we go for, for a very competitive game against Spain. And then we play France in a and a friendly match. And then next year after, hopefully we've been at the the Euros, Euro 2024, hopefully we've been there. We're going to a Nations League group against another three of the top European sides. So this is where we're at as a as a squad, as a, as a team. And this is where you have to challenge yourself and you have to get better. I believe that the, the more you play against the top sides, 
the better you become. You might suffer a little bit at times, but if you suffer in the right way, you, you can only improve. Those 4-0 defeats early on in the reign of Stevie Clark against Russia and Belgium, they, they just seem like a distant memory now, Andy. Yeah, well, I think when you look at it, the biggest disappointment I felt in uh, Steve Clark's time was the, the losses we actually had at the, the Euros. They were at Hamden. Mm. And we quality teams, you've got to say that. I mean, Croatia were, were, were exceptional. Uh, Czech Republic, the astonishing goal from just five, ten yards from a halfway line. Um, but they were disappointments because I know we didn't have the backing of our full support and it was sort of... Uh, a fraction of the the crowd that were allowed in, but we didn't play well, and you know they were pressure games, and that's what we want next summer. We want pressure games where we're playing for points. We'll we'll be in a tight group. We'll be against quality opposition, and we want to show that we can progress even further. I think that's what Stevie Clark is alluding to there: the fact that we're playing England, we're playing France. Uh, and our nation's uh, league group will be really strong and this is where we're at we're up against quality opponents all the time we've beaten Spain we've beaten Norway let's let's keep it going let's keep the momentum going and whatever team England put out tonight whatever team Scotland put out tonight we're at home and uh, having beaten Spain and beaten Norway we, there's a level of expectation you'll find from the home support that uh, no matter what, we we're going to try and find a way to win. James, yeah, and I think that that Andy spot on there that those were low points. I was at both those games as mm. well, and I, I don't know if I don't know how much the crowd would have helped. Obviously, it would have had a bearing on the game, but Scotland just weren't yeah. great in those games. Were like, Were Scotland caught in the headlights a little bit? Were Were they phased by a big tournament? You know, because we we don't we, we going into that we didn't have that experience. And this might be the reasons why I know this the hundred and fiftieth anniversary, so it makes sense to play England, but and then go and play France in a friendly as well when when rankings are at stake when stuff like that. So that's tough friendlies to take on and I only think that they're looking at it and maybe this one is different but we maybe would have avoided the, the France one had the run not been so good so maybe he's identified the fact that they need to be playing in those types of atmospheres exposing the players to those I know they're all playing at the top level but as an international side we've seen the last time it was a real pressure game that, that meant a lot was the Euros I know Spain coming but it's early in the group over to Norway again it's pretty early in the group and, and we turn it round but it's exposing them to that and I'm delighted with it if I'm honest like it's, there's an excitement still when mm -hmm. you're you're looking at a Scotland team now and you look at that England, Spain, France and then Euro 2024 you're going mm -hmm. we can go and we can we can get results against yeah. those three teams and do well at the Euros in Germany I watched Wales get to a semi-final I don't think they've got a better team than what Scotland have got just now Northern Ireland get out of the group they done Absolute game changer though. Yeah, uh, we yeah, we got do, really yeah. good players, but in Gareth Bale, they yeah, are superstar. Yeah. Here's Stevie Clark talking about the the evolution of the of the Scotland team. Yeah, an evolution. Uh, I spoke before the the Euro saying no matter what happened in the tournament, we would come out a better we'd come out a better team. It was one of my quotes. I remember it. It's probably one of the the ones that I actually got right because we have improved. We've got better and better. And that's, that's what happens when you get to major tournaments, you get that experience, you, you should improve. If you don't improve, then you're not a very good person. And I, I'm talking about coaches and, and players, we should all improve for that, for that experience. 
And here is the Scotland team, which will line up against England tonight at Hampden Park. Angus Gunning goals, uh, Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson are the wing-backs. Uh, Kieran Tierney plays, Jack Hendry plays, Ryan Porteous plays. So it is the the same back three, so it's the same back five, if you want to call it that, uh, right the way across uh, Scott McTominay plays, John McGinn plays, Callum McGregor plays, Jay Adams plays and Billy Gilmore plays. So it is Steve Clark at his very best because he hasn't made one change at all. <laughs> so you know what you can do with your five changes, Andy? Yeah, well, I mean, it's great. They'll all be jumping out a bit to, to go on. I'm sure they will get some game time. But the, the message from Stevie Clark is pretty clear. That's his strongest team. They've come up with a, a really good result. Uh, a few days ago and go in and do it again albeit against um, much better quality opposition I think that's what he's he's saying these are the boys that are in control a, of the jersey that's a statement team yeah, isn't it I think so yeah. yeah we've played really well the other day that's a friendly uh, we want to win it because it's against England and it proves yet again James that there is no second guessing Stevie Clark. you can have a stab at it you can speculate and all the rest of it but in a sense that's that's maybe unpredictable that he would have gone with the same team again. Exactly the same team. Yeah, but as Andy said, it's a statement of they've went, they've played well, he's been happy with the way the team's played. I also think it's a statement to, to certain club managers, um, not without, I don't know the ins and outs, but he's saying when, when these lads are away with Scotland, then if, if I want to pick them, I'll pick them. Um, I hope he switched his phone off. <laughs> I know like like, but that's what the big nations do um, and, and you hear of it all the time of, of the fallouts particularly again in England we hear about it when managers aren't happy but I think he's got the right I think you said is it 12 12 wins now in qualifiers he's 11 on the bounce 11 on the bounce sorry yep. he's, he's going for a win against England tonight but again it'd be interesting to see if it was a France friendly tonight had he went with that same team or is it is it because it's England? But I just think just now, it's easy to say in hindsight because I'm saying just now he's, he's just going, I'm going to, no, we're Scotland, we'll, we'll pick the team. But no, I'm delighted he's went with it. Yeah, I hope England are strong. We obviously we don't know their team yet, I don't think. But yeah, we do. do we? You got it there, Andy? Yeah, Ramsdale does play. Kyle Walker, Trippier played together. Declan Rice, Gihe, the centre-back. Lewis Dunk uh, plays. Phil Foden is, is he plays. Is Brighton, Lewis Dunk? Yeah. Brighton? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Foden plays Calvin Phillip plays Harry Kane is the captain and then you've got Jude Bellingham and as uh, James was alluding to earlier Mar Marcus Rashford starts so they've made a number of changes mm -hmm. but there's absolute quality there yeah and as for Scotland if in case you just joined us it's Angus Gunn and goals it's a, a back three it's the same well it's the same team as played uh, on Friday night so it, it's uh, Ryan Porteous Jack Hendry and Kieran Tierney, the central defensive back three with uh, Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson at wing-backs. You've got Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor in the midfield in front of them. You have uh, John McGinn and Scott McTominay and it's Che Adams up front and on the bench for Scotland. And this just kind of uh, underlines what we've been talking about right the way through the show. On the bench, John Souter, uh, who's been... Um, a top player for Rangers this season uh, Lyndon Dykes who never uh, lets his country down Ryan Christie is on the bench uh, unlucky not to be starting Scott McKenna playing regularly for Nottingham Forest in the English Premier League Stuart Armstrong uh, who's very experienced with Scotland now Lewis Ferguson playing out of his skin for Bologna in Italy Kevin Nisbet who's got his move down to Millwall from Hibs Ryan Jack 
regular part of the Rangers midfield. Nathan Patterson starting pretty much every week for Everton. Kenny McLean, uh, a big part of the Norwich team uh, and also a big part of the Scotland squad. And Lauren Shankland, outstanding for Hearts. Now, that's a lot of talent that can't get in the starting eleven, James. Yeah, um, that is and it's great though. Um, how often we've sat and you've been able to pick a, a team or, or we've come off the back of not a great result and we're asking the same lads to go again where we had sat and I think between us there were four or five changes in, mm. in the Scotland team alone that we were predicting for tonight yet the manager decides to go with, with the same team and, and then you read off what's in the bench and, and we could pick five, six changes that we could make in-game that, that would... Well, that's... Um, Gareth Southgate made, what, six changes? He's brought Ramsdale in, he's brought Duncan Trippier in. Mm-hmm. I imagine it'll be Walker, Gee. Dunk, Trippier, Rice and Phillips sitting. Phillips is a, a big surprise. Uh, he's hardly getting a game for Man City. And then the three behind Kane, Foden, Bellingham, Rashford. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a really good side. Yeah, but it's changed. You know, it's, it's, it's six changes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a lot of change. I, that That's a lot more changes than he was hinting at when he did his news yeah. conference because he said, I'm not going to tinker much with the team. Well, that is a, more that, than that's half, a fair yeah. bit of tinkering with the team, yeah. half a dozen. Um, as for Scotland, it is uh, same again. It's the team which uh, won in Cyprus uh, by three goals uh, to nil. And it was interesting there, just, just before we got the team, we were listening to Stevie Clark talking about the evolution of, of Scotland. Uh, and uh, one thing that he, he he was pointing to quotes that he's come away with that have actually come true, and there are quite a few of them, I guess. Uh, and one of which was when Scotland got this got the safety net qualification possibility of the Nations League uh, he said at that point didn't he uh, well hopefully you know well I, I don't think he even said hopefully I, I think he said we're yeah. not going to need that we'll just qualify the traditional way and five yeah. five out of five later yeah and hopefully we do all being well it'll be tonight um, but I've said before I think I think Norway will, will start motoring tonight it's our, it's our last chance to try mm-hmm. and get back in the group yeah, sure thing. It's the Go Radio Football Show. We've just brought you the Scotland lineup and the England lineup too uh, for what is a mouth-watering match at Hamden. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, a tailored service where each quote is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go. Well, a massive contrast, isn't there, in the two team selections for Hamden tonight? The clash of the old enemy. Stevie Clark says, "Same again to the eleven who started." in Cyprus on Friday night that 3-0 win which has taken Scotland to the brink of qualification for a second successive European Championship Finals it's gunning goals Hendry Porteous and Tierney um, not necessarily in that order are the central defensive three Hickey and Robertson the wing backs Gilman McGregor in the middle of midfield uh, McTominay and McGinn supporting Che Adams up front England with uh, Ramsdale and goals. Half a dozen changes made by uh, Gareth Southgate. Uh, Walker Dunk, Gihi and Trippier across the back. Rice and Phillips in the midfield. Bellingham, Foden, Kane and Rashford. Um, and uh, Andy, as we were saying, it's not a bad... Lots of changes, but that's not a bad front four, is it? It's is not it? a bad front four, but uh, when you look at Scotland, we are just we're flying, aren't we? It doesn't matter who the opposition has been in the last number of games. We have met the top dogs in Spain and that was the boost that we all needed Uh, players maybe the coaching staff as well certainly the supporters they're buying into the team and to go over to Norway and beat them 
you keep the momentum going. You've got another tricky one away to Cyprus. We win it within the first half hour. We've got England tonight. Yeah, they've made half a dozen changes, but uh, I think these players want to go out and win this. That is certainly what uh, Stevie Clark wants to do, and I think he's he's shown that by his team selection. I th- I thought he would have made at least a couple of changes, mm-hmm. but he's um, he's gone for his uh, same same. I think he, I think he was listening to the show earlier on. He heard you saying <laughs> half a, half five changes, and he thought, well, no, only Walker. half a dozen in the uh, combined eleven. So there you go. Yeah, true. I'm interested to know what you think, James, about Ryan Porteous, um, who seems to be just climbing and climbing and climbing in terms of quality of, of performances from from where he was that sometimes impetuous uh, defender at Hibs who did crazy things um, he, he looks quality at the moment doesn't he? Yeah look I, I've always I seen him when he was younger um, thought he was excellent he, he had that in him where he could he could get sent off he could play with a lot of emotion at times particularly when he's he's a Hibs fan and playing for Hibs but I always have thought he's been He's been quality um, in what he does. He went through that wee spell where, as I said, the red cards were coming and stuff. He's now got his move to England. I, I don't know if, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong with this one, but was it the Serbia game where he went over and played away from home? Yeah. Yes. yeah when he was excellent and there were all the talk. Top he class, was yeah. still at Hibs at the time and all the talk about how he, he couldn't be trusted to go and play. And it was kind of that, I'll show, I'll show everybody that I can go and play. He went over a... He looked really mature in that game. Um, he, he was excellent on the night. Am I right in thinking Watford paid four hundred and fifty thousand for him? His contract so, was coming to an end, uh-huh. so that was a. Yeah. It was a. I mean, obviously that affected the the fee, yeah. but that's an absolute steal, isn't yes. it? How much? How much is he? How much is, is worth? Well, now? he's in a totally different market now. Where, I mean, the the games are relentless. Forty six league games. It's pretty much every Saturday, every Wednesday, and if he stays fit. Uh, I know, I know that Watford tend tend to uh, change their, their their managers more often than not. But if he stays fit, if Watford can get up the table, can you, imagine, you can imagine them being in a playoff uh, spot. If he gets to the the Premier League, um, I still think we were speaking about it the other night. I think Rangers missed a trick not mm-hmm. not going for him. I know there was a sort of pantomime. Aspect about yeah. him and uh, you know maybe a couple of spats with Michael Beale and Stephen Gerrard when they were managers and maybe uh, Morelos at the time. Um, but you look at his quality. I, I remember doing a game at Ibrooks when Hibs played there, and he played in the middle of the park. Yeah. And mm. that's why I really thought, oh, that that guy can pass a ball. He was he was playing really good first time passes, difficult ball coming and playing first time passes, 10, 20 yards mm. over the over the head of, of someone just into uh, the space. He got a goal that night from a from a corner that Hibbs had. And I thought, he's, he's definitely got something. You'd always thought that about him. And then, as you say, the, the daft stuff when he was so impetuous, he might get sent off for a daft thing, giving away cheap goals on occasion. There's definitely a player in there, and, and look at him now. He, 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 if he plays well again tonight, James, he could be a regular starter for Scotland. Yeah, I think he has got a he's got everything to be be a good defender, particularly in England. Um, he's quick, he's aggressive, strong, and I think maybe he was just a wee bit. He came under the the wrong position, really, where you can get away with stuff. If he was a striker and he was causing, we seen Lee Griffiths do the same thing, where we yeah. could say he made daft decisions. He'd get yeah. red cards. He would 
do daft celebrations, he would fall out with the opposition where but with Porteous it was a wee bit different because at times he was costing goals or he was getting sent off in games that the team were losing and obviously when you're a defender that I just think he had to mature a little bit um, I, I certainly think that game if it was a Serbia game I was sure it was if it was that game where he just showed a really matured performance that night under a bit of criticism at the time as well because I think that was when it was all ongoing with Gerard or Morelos whatever was happening He's, he's certainly got all the attributes to be an international defender for Scotland and, in my opinion, to go on and, and be better than, than the Championship in England, whether that is <clears throat> a Rangers, a Celtic or, or a Premier League team in England. But he's if he can stay injury-free, as Andy says, then he's got a, a really good career ahead of him. And he's 24. And I played a lot of games as well, Rob. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's at times what we didn't quite look at that yeah, he was making a mistake here or there, or he was getting a red card here or there, but he was young, playing for his boyhood club. Um, a club that's difficult to play for um, at any age, but particularly when you're young and you've got rivals in hearts, you're going to Rangers where there's a bit of bickering going on as well with, with their manager, with their striker. So he was under a lot of pressure for mm -hmm. someone so young and, and playing in a team that, that he was one of their main players as well. That 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 was a, the point that, that I was trying to get across as well. He was one of their main players at such a young age so he had a lot on his shoulders um, I'm glad to see him away from Scottish football for a wee while I, I do also agree with Andy that for me Rangers or Celtic missed yeah. a trick taking yeah. him Was it Ukraine his debut? No Away? Was it in Poland or something? It was definitely oh. an away game and he was yeah, excellent You should know this You should know this You I keep know. talking about freedom I know <laughs> but, but I'm getting too emotional. See, I'm losing all I'm losing all touch with reality. That's the that, that's my problem. Yeah, I think home. it was Ukraine. Yeah, Ryan. was it in Poland? No. If that, you give me a minute, I'll check it for you. But unfortunately, I've got to keep on talking as well, uh, which is difficult for me. Um, Andy was talking about his passing. I mean, that that's become a real feature of watching Ryan Porteous play now. These whipped passes and into the midfield area. Yeah, and it, like he can drive into the space with the ball. He can pass. As I say, that he's got all the attributes to be a good defender, but he's better than just a defender, in my opinion. He can play, and, and hopefully going to England, as Andy said, that league is a nightmare. Um, he's going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, real physical games, and, and he's going to need that, uh, the physical side, but his game will develop as well, um, playing in those teams and playing with the national team. So no, I think if he can... If he can stay mature enough and keep his head down, then he's going to be a really good one for Scotland. It was Ukraine. It was, uh, I told you that. Two, two, knowledge. two points, Mr well McPake, uh, in, the, in the competition. Yeah, um, he is growing and growing. And I, I would imagine Stevie Clark is the ideal guy for him to be working with, you know, to, to maybe iron out some of those uh, temperament issues which, which he's had. You know, would, would you think Stevie Clark and he, would that would be a good match in terms of cutting out that stuff and, and bringing out all the best in him I think so because when you see Steve Clark, even whether he was at Kilmarnock or at, I can't remember him playing Andy can maybe go into his temperament as a player but when you see him as a coach he's very he's calm on the side he's level headed he, so for someone like Ryan Portis and I think he'd be great he's not going to get over excited at him or, or make Ryan get get very excited in a game he just looks relaxed he's, he's always in control of what he's doing so for someone like Ryan then I'd imagine Stevie Clark will be will be excellent And he's also um, can't remember the name of the Watford coach I think he's a I think he's a Frenchman I think he's he, he, Ismael 
something like that. But you would. You're imagine. throwing in these questions tonight, aren't you? Well, I'm just. I'm just. He, he's. I mean, Watford changed their manager all the time. I'm not sure it was him that signed them, but uh, you would imagine a French coach would be playing football, knowing that a defender, you know, just punt up the park. And when you see the amount of teams that play out from the back, even in the Championship down south. Um, I think he's got a great range of passing. I think he he can develop his level of uh, maturity. He'll never shy away from the physical aspect that is very much part of that division. Every team you come up against is a is a team of giants, and that that won't phase Ryan Porteous. Well, you're talking about Valerian Ismail. Ismail, good show. Uh, oh, did you? What for? Yeah, I just came oh, back. To, it, just, it just came back to me <laughs> as I as I looked at my phone. Um, Let's talk. We're running out, fast running out of time here, and we could be raving all night long about the Scotland players. One that's given me a lot of pleasure, I think, has been the resurgence of Ryan Gilmore of 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 of, of, of Gilmore when yeah. since he's gone to Brighton. That yeah. seems a, a match made in heaven as well, doesn't it? Yeah. In terms of uh, getting him back playing regular club football, he's only twenty one. Yeah, arguably the top man. When we played England the last time at Wembley, we got a nil nil draw when we. We really had to start the uh, the campaign well, and you thought he would just go into bigger and better things. I mean, even when he got a chance at Chelsea, he looked as though he was he could fit into that company when Chelsea had a better team maybe than they than they had now. And he was playing against Liverpool when they were, you know, Champions League winners, and he was shown he was showing himself up to be a class player. I don't know what happened when he fell away um, a little bit. I thought he would tear it up when he went to, to Norwich, but it, it didn't really work out for him. And since he's gone to Brighton and broken into the team, I think he's shown again that he can be a really, really important player. And I'm so glad to see him playing for Scotland and glad to see him fit. Yeah, and of course, he's got this guy alongside him. It's a historic fixture. Um, like you said, boys are looking forward to it. Off the back, a really good result the other night. Um, so everyone's excited, can't wait for the game. To be honest, I think the best way to show it is to try and do it in every game, you know, not just this one. Um, because if you don't perform in the other games and then you come and you perform in this one, then it doesn't really count for much. So I think the reason that the group have got better and better and, and managed to pick up some really good results is because of the work that we're doing every time we come away, becoming more cohesive in terms of, you know, collectively as performances go by, then we're getting more and more confident. And like you said, tomorrow night is, is just another uh, chance for us to show that and to show our quality um, in a big game against a big opponent so you know it's exciting for the players He's a dream isn't he not not just for Billy Gilmore alongside him uh, but for Stevie Clark to have that sort of player on board that the, the, the consistency of performance from, from Callum McGregor he is always there says all the right things um, and he's, he's just top drawer isn't he? Yeah he says all the right things but he does it week in week out with a with Celtic week in week out and then on the international breaks with Scotland he, he just delivers you can imagine that's the way he'll be every day in training as well fantastic player um, outstanding really and he's one that I think we all agreed on earlier that could go down and and easily compete in the, in the Premier League yeah. at which level we we're talking about we don't know but a top top player and and if Stevie Clark said to him sorry Callum you're not playing tonight he you know he would probably Punch Stevie Clark, I would imagine, because he just wants to play every game. He doesn't want to. He yeah. doesn't want a rest. No, he doesn't seem to need a rest. I mean, he's consistently played upwards of 50, 55 games, maybe touching on the odd sixty. Yep, yep. When Celtic were doing qualifiers and when Scotland were playing 
you know, at the, the tail end of the season in May and even into June, getting very little rest. But um, he's an important player. Celtic missed him when he had that little bit of an injury. And uh, he is one that can, you know, he doesn't get a lot of goals, but he, he keeps possession really well in tight areas, people around him, two, sometimes three opponents. He can still keep the ball and that is so valuable in the modern game. Robert from Falkirk at the top of the show went for 3-1 Scotland. James, what's your thinking? How's this going to go tonight and what's your scoreline? I'm going 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as ambitious as our good friend Robert at the start of the programme, but I do think we will win and I th- I'm going for 1-0 Scotland. 1-0 Scotland to keep that winning run going yeah. and maybe a, a Brucey bonus tonight, a Robert the Brucey bonus tonight <laughs> of... Uh, of qualification for Euro 2024 as well. If it happens to be a draw between Georgia and Norway, let's not get greedy though. Uh, We are on course in any case and uh, Scotland looking to get a big win tonight against the old enemy at Hampton. From all of us, thanks Andy, thanks James. Thanks Rob. Good night. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023